Okay, my friend, welcome to the next episode of the Fit at Home podcast, where when it comes to getting in the best shape of your life, there's no place like home. And Matt Schifferly, as always, from the Red Delta Project with my co-pilot, Al Painter, with our top tips, tricks, and resources to improve your at-home health and fitness lifestyle over the next seven days. And uh, yeah, Al, you are moving these days. So I imagine all of your health and fitness is really coming into play as you're lifting big, heavy boxes of books and your grand piano and your collection of uh, antique sculptures in the garden and everything. Am I right on that? <laughs> Don't forget about doing the uh, single arm pull-ups and the diamond chandeliers too. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. That's what you do for your warmups, you know, naturally, naturally. Yes. Yes. In the foyer as it yep. were. <laughs> oh my God. Moving boy. You know, uh, when the, and then you parents out there, you'll, you'll know this when Lily was born, I had this level of fatigue that I never got racing. Never. I mean, I'm talking after a century, nothing. There was a day where I was so cooked, I put what I thought was a mug of coffee into the microwave, but the door wouldn't close. I was like, ah, what's going on? Turns out I put the coffee into a pot, metal pot, and the handle was keeping the door from closing. That's how I feel as of late. Wow. <laughs> now that Terrible. That yeah, yeah. Fatigue. But it's, you know, as they say, it's all for a good cause. But it's funny how I have completely given up. I shouldn't say I've given up. I have postponed, rescheduled, as it were, any attempts to chase down a PR on the bike or with my workouts or anything else right now. It's just, okay, move, get your muscles, taking your body left and right. Very simple, very basic. It's funny, Matt, I was trying to do a workout the other day and I felt pretty good. And it was something, it was like a multi-limb movement kind of coordination thing with chopping and a rotation and mentally cooked me. There was, my brain had to do too much Yep. instead of just a basic, you know, sagittal plane, push and pull, and maybe like a vertical squat kind of thing. And my brain was like, we gave you a chance. You have it up. We're pulling the plug. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about that stress cup, man. You know, when, when you're stressed out about things in your life, physical, mental, emotional stress, whatever it is, it all comes together. Like you can't expect yourself to be stressed out like crazy from moving and dealing with kids and work and stuff. And then think, well, that was all me sitting down and dealing with uh, accounting reports all day long. So physically I should be fresh as a daisy. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. It all collectively adds up. And uh, that's why you need to give yourself a little bit of leeway when it comes to those things. They're like, I should be fresh. I should be hitting PRs. Well, what's going on? Oh, I'm totally worried about this thing at work and the kids are sick with the flu and everything. It's like, that's all going to add up. That's not going to be the the type of environment that's going to be conducive to those PRs. So you're very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yourself and that, then that credence. Let's all, it's also add in there's this athletic competition that take place every four or five years, depending on world affairs yep. that is now on. And I was watching, what did I watch yesterday? I watched Japan annihilate whoever they were playing in softball. And then I watched um, the U S women beat Italy two nothing, I believe. And then oh, heartbreak Hill, the Swedish women's team crushed ours. They beat ours three to nothing. And Sweden has always been the joker to our Batman for Mm -hmm. some reason. Mm -hmm. That Swedish team, they just 
give the U.S. women trouble. They're the ones that knocked them out in 2016, I believe. And they just give them a whole heap of just shenanigans. And for whatever reason, they see, I don't know what it is. I mean, I've, you play sports, I play sports. Sometimes there's just that one color jersey that as soon as you see it step on the field or take the start line, it's just, oh, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel sorry for whoever they play next because they're probably going to stomp them. But, man, I'm telling you, Sweden, they're a tough club. They're yeah. a tough club. Well, wasn't there some big fiasco in the Olympics or the World Cup years ago where there were two badminton teams that were playing each other and the winner of that match was going to have to go on and face then the, the number one Uber top team that no one could ever touch. And so both teams were throwing the match. <laughs> they, no one wanted to win it because whoever won it would have to go against them and get knocked out of the medal round. And if you lost that match, then you would go up against this other team and potentially still have a shot at a bronze. So both teams were potentially playing badly. And it was so obvious that the commentators were saying, oh, this is just pathetic. This is not in the interest of sport. This is not good sportsmanship. And they actually had the Olympic like directors, like the head honchos come out, stop the match, talk to the athletes going, look, if you don't play as in a way that is becoming of your professionalism, you are both disqualified. It got oh my gosh. that bad. Because they're like, you have wow, to wow. actually try to win. And then they're like, but we don't want to win. We're going to get destroyed. So it was quite the fiasco. So I imagine that sort of thought went through their minds at the same time. But see, I guess as an athlete, former, it makes no sense to me. Because I would rather get absolutely stomped by somebody in the Olympics mm-hmm. than never had made the team in the first place. Oh, yeah. Right? Because at least you're, you're at the dance, mm-hmm. and you're on the dance floor. It's the wrong song for you, but you're out there, right? Yeah. And you got an invitation. I, would, I mean, I, go maybe I'm swinging. Like, right? Okay, sure, you're going to get destroyed, but at least give them something to think about. At least put up right? a fight. Because you yeah. can have those glory moments. And then if you lose, which you probably will, no one's going to blame you. You're like, well, I lost. Well, who'd you play? Well, so-and-so. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. And that's how I always felt about, like, in football, when, like, Buffalo would be in the the playoffs. It's like, if someone beat Buffalo in the playoffs, I'm like, well, I hope they win the Super Bowl. Because then I could say, well, we lost, but we lost to the best in the the NFL that year. I didn't want them to go and then just get destroyed in the next game. I was like, what? We could have beat them. See, you're a better man than I. Every time... When Dallas or Green Bay knocked off the Niners, I wanted them to get stomped and crushed. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to feel my pain. (laughs) I'm a terrible sports fan from that perspective. You beat my team, you better get just destroyed your next game. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we could talk football. God, it's going to, these podcasts are going to turn into Joe Rogan three hour talk sessions once football season starts, I can tell. But yeah, but we're on point here where we're, we're entertaining about so working out and <laughs> fitness with our talk workout tips of the week. Uh, Al, what do you got for us? Well, I saw your tip for the week and I thought, oh, mine's kind of ironic. But then I, upon further review, I, I saw that there is a caveat emptor on yours. So I'm going to go back to it's OK to go slow. People like Matt said, recognize reality. You know, you don't get the ring if you don't do the thing. However, you can't chase that shiny object 
the precious and golem wants if you are crushed from the neck up and most likely from the neck down because you went from the neck up then you pushed a little bit too far and that was it right like on saturday we were with some friends and we we're playing catch in the pool with with one of those nerf footballs that looks like an arrow and i was in the deep end i was trying to tread water right and friend i'm thinking first of all how the hell do those water polo players do that when they're getting beat to a pulp underwater and they're like you know from the rib cage bottom of the rib cage the crown of the head out of the water yep. anyway and i was like okay i can do this and, and the next day i was like oh a little sore and then i went on a bike ride with one of my fastest friends luckily you know it, it I survived, mm -hmm. but I was like, yeah, my tank, mm, this, my driveway seems like a 15% uh, here. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I, I both burned the candle, both ends and in the middle. And, um, I learned my body just say, Hey man, we told you to go slow. How about you go slow? And I've had pretty decent fatigue this week. So yeah. yesterday i I went really, 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 really easy on my workout. Really just, just to move and feel better. And yep. oddly enough, I woke up with some energy this morning. Yeah, yeah, smart. I always use the analogy of driving. Like you don't drive one speed. You know, if you even, no matter what speed, if you check, pick one speed, it's going to be wrong most of the time. You're going to be too slow or too fast. And yet we take that same approach with working out and diet of like, this is how you do it. This is the right way. Everything else is wrong. And we have that fear of if we slow down, we're scaling back. Mm -hmm. That'd be like me going on the highway Oh, construction. Oh, there's an accident ahead. Traffic slowing down. Well, damn it. I'm still going to go 70 miles an hour and screw everybody else. You know, I'm still going to keep the pedal to the floor. Of course, driving would be ridiculous, but we have that same attitude when it comes to working out, which is why we crash. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for personal growth. And, you know, I, I'm learning as I'm going through this process and, and, you know, okay, my Jill said, okay, if you're coaching somebody through something like this, what would you do with their workouts? Like, they'd be doing nothing but like almost stretching and drinking water, right? She's, and then she just kind of looked at me like, hmm. Mm. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. You know, but it, it, it has to. I mean, sometimes you need forced personal growth. And, you know, ultimately, yeah. I think it'll be a good thing because my body will get a chance to rest physically Absolutely. anyway. Yeah. And kind of along those lines, well, not really, but my tip, I'm trying to segue this one. It's not working so well. My segue skills are not up to par today. It's all right. I'm going to have coffee for you. And we'll both And win. speaking of Sasquatch, <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my tip of the, of the day here is one that I wish I knew back in the day that could save you a lot of time and energy, which is there removing the absolute necessity of the what they often call lsd cardio like long slow distance mm. cardio like i gotta go for this run for 40 minutes 20 minutes two hour bike ride whatever the case may be this is one of the most taxing forms of exercise we engage in it taxes time it taxes energy mental energy uh, a lot of times people have the least amount of motivation for this when it comes to home training. We're typically doing this on cardio machines, which are stationary, which is a hell of a lot harder to motivate yourself for a lot of times versus going out into nature and actually going for a run. And a lot of people will tell me, they're like, I hate this type of exercise. I don't like doing this. It's so hard to fit into my schedule and stuff. I'm like, why are you doing it? And they always give me reasons that basically tell me well, I have to do this, don't I? Like, I, I have to 
do this for endurance or for heart health or for cardio, or I have to do this kind of training. And the bottom line is, no, you don't. Unless you have goals that are very specific to that sort of thing, like Al and I are bikers or bike racers. So we get that type of training when we're out for our bike rides. And yeah, if I have a race coming up, you better believe I'd better be doing that kind of training. But for the general population, you don't need it nearly as much as you think you do. No, I promise you're not going to die of a heart attack when you're 42 because you don't do cardio. I promise you're not going to automatically gain 30 pounds because you're not doing cardio. Like we've got all of these attachments and dependencies on cardio and nine times out of 10, you can still achieve those objectives other ways, control your diet, make um, some sort of cardiovascular training part of your circuit. When, you know, if you just do something in your strength training that gets your heart rate up for a few minutes, that's still going to be good for your heart health. It's still going to be good for your endurance and stuff. So it, you don't need that type of training, or even if you do have it, you don't need it nearly as much as you think you do. I used to think I had to do at least an hour of cardio every single day, no matter what. And I would work out sick. I would work out hurt because I was so terrified of what would happen if I didn't do it. Mm. But the fact is, no, you don't need it nearly as much. And probably I would have been a hell of a lot better if I did less of it. So it's good. It's fine. I'm not anti-cardio or anything like that. But the dependence upon it in high amounts is not conducive to health and fitness or a healthy home fitness lifestyle. So you don't need it nearly as much as you think you do. And if you're having trouble squeezing it into your schedule, motivation for it, and you just don't like doing it, you probably can scale back a lot or maybe even cut it out substantially uh, and not be any worse off for it. So that's my tip. Yeah, yeah, that was my least favorite phase of yearly training was to just go out and build a deeper pool. God, I hated that. I, I did because yeah. mentally it was just, you couldn't go fast because yeah. that would have defeated the purpose beyond. I, I hated it with a passion. I yeah. really did. Yeah. And then I did an experiment on myself because <laughs> I wouldn't have done this to anybody else, especially if I liked him. I did a season <laughs> of mountain bike racing, you know, 20 to 25 miles and it's, it's gas pedal to the floorboard zone 47 the whole time. Right. Yeah. And my longest ride that summer was about 60 miles. And I, I thought, you know what? I bet I could do a century just because my motor has revved that high for that short a distance of time that if I was to just let it go at a much more sedate pace, I could probably survive this. Let's try it. And I did, yeah. you know? And it would try to tell people that you don't need to, to finish 100 miles to be able to ride 100 miles kind of thing, right? Yeah. And let's face it, how many times... Uh, <laughs> let me put i'm trying hard to not get on the soapbox here uh with with fat loss people think they need to be in the cardio portion of the gym mm -hmm. when the best bang for their buck is going to come from the weight room mm -hmm. you know rachel cosgrove did an ironman triathlon and she said she put on weight because her body got so efficient at using and storing calories that she put on a bunch of weight. She said she got all the weight off from the Ironman training, which think about that for a second, people. Ironman, distance, triathlon, full marathon, full century, and then what the swim is, I don't know, whatever the swim like is. 2.5 miles or something. Yeah, there you go, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of exercise. She put weight on. Yeah. Right, so she said what took it off was uh, cardio strength interval training. Mm -hmm. Got the muscles firing, got that that post-exercise oxygen consumption epoch 
working in her favor there and she got back into shape. So I, I don't really, if you're not racing, I don't like LSD cardio at all. I, I don't like it. I, I do it only because it's required to be a mountain biker. Like if I like I mountain bike purely for mountain biking now because I like doing it. And if I want to go out and one of my favorite rides is Centennial Cone out here. Yeah, that's going to be two hours, you know, of riding. Right. So it's going to have to be LSD training. But like, that's why I it, I'm doing it because it's required to do the activity. But I'm I'm certainly not saying, oh, I have to do this as part of my routine. Like I haven't yeah, touched yeah. I haven't touched any part part of like stationary cardio equipment in probably 10 years. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't did. need to do this anymore. Oh, <laughs> hell with yeah, it. I, I'm not I'm doing, doing Zwift <laughs> on the indoor trainer. And that was it. Yeah. Zwift is cool. If you haven't tried Zwift, give it a shot this winter. If you want to ride, you can't get outside. It's, it's like a video game and it, it takes your head away. And they've done a brilliant job of creating that experience. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Well, anyway, let's move on to our dietary tips. To help you over the next week. I've been talking a lot. Alan, what do you got for us? My dietary tip this week, folks, is to boost boost digestion with the seven foods. It's from livehappy.com and sauerkraut, kimchi, and kombucha are but three. You'll have to hit the link in the show notes to get the rest. And quote from the article, not only do these probiotics help reestablish healthy flora in the digestive system and improve the absorption of nutrients, they can also boost immunity. So it's just a good idea to put some of that fermented food content into your meals for a whole host of benefits. We have kimchi and, and sauerkraut fermented stuff. God, our farmer's market's got the best sauerkraut and kimchi. Oh my God. And, um, yeah, it's so good. We always have kombucha. It's like it's like the Baskin Robbins of kombucha in our fridge, which is awesome. And it just it helps. I, I noticed that when I eat that kind of stuff regularly, perhaps during stressful periods, it it helps. It helps. Mm-hmm. I like it. So for me individually, again, people individually, that stuff works. Your results may vary. But again, the livehappy.com article, seven surprising foods that boost digestive health will be in the show notes should you feel more interested and indoor intrigued by the topic. Well done, Al. Good job, man. I love me some sauerkraut. I'm German heritage. Like I like I like a good sauerkraut. My mother makes her own sauerkraut in the crock pot and everything, like the traditional German style. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That is good oh, stuff. Dude, sauerkraut mm-hmm. on a on a brat, right? A, a brat from I'm not talking a good brat, like a farmer's market brat, right? Yeah. With the with the pretzel bun. And like you gotta have the right kind of golden. We used to Joe used to buy this mustard. It was like a, a Dijon, really tangy kind of sour mustard with these little, I don't know, things in them. <laughs> it's about the best way I can put it. <laughs> and that I think they're called seeds, Al. <laughs> yes, there it is. That with uh with the pretzel bun and the sauerkraut on the brat. <laughs> forget about it oh yeah. man so this is good mm. now you're making me <laughs> <laughs> well my dietary tip before we jump too much is um i have recently been rediscovering the joy and wonderful uh world of marinating uh, marinating food has many benefits uh that extend to the home diet now of course a lot of times people assume well yeah marinating meat yeah, you can do that, but also vegetables. You can even, I've seen recipes for marinating tofu and even fruit to some degree and stuff. And 
one of the reasons why a lot of people don't marinate is because it takes time. You, you have the marinade, you put it in the bag, you put the food in the bag, and it's like, okay, I got to marinate for half an hour or whatever. Well, here's the strategy you do want to use is when you're doing your grocery shop and you pick up some marinade or you find recipes to make your own and you uh, get the ingredients for it, and then you have your food in there and you start marinating the stuff before you want to eat it, like a day or two before you want to eat it. So in my fridge, if you look at my fridge, I've got several like Ziploc baggies of marinating food. Ooh. And so what that means is it's super marinated and extremely delicious. Plus, there's food there that's literally in my fridge saying, uh, we're ready to cook and eat. So there's kind of a little bit of a, you know, I guess you could say nutritional peer pressure to to make food. Like, I, I it's not like leftover to be like, yeah, throw it out kind of thing, whatever. I guess it went bad. I've got some baggies of ready to cook right away, heat and eat kind of food that is super unbelievably tasty because it's been sitting there and I have to eat it in the next several days. So my recommendation is make use of long-term marination for whatever your favorite foods are. And it's going to be more satisfying, more economical, and it's going to force you to kind of eat more at home versus always just kind of uh, going out and eating uh, meals and stuff. And it makes, oh my God, I've had the best chicken I've been having this food, like, oh, these chicken thighs are like going to be tasting like rubber, but you marinate them for like 24 hours. Whoo, they are so good, man. Oh. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to address the 800 pound chicken in the room. And I'm going to ask the question that every person who's going to hear this has probably been thinking since you started talking about this, mm -hmm. you got a recipe. What are you using to marinate with? What, so, what's the, uh, yeah. you know, the well, blueprint. I've been doing amateur marinades that you get at the grocery store. Um, you know, stuff and you find it in the, uh, the, the salad dressing aisle and you just marinate when it's teriyaki marinade or, uh, you know, spicy marinade. Of course you can just go with simple olive oil, a little bit of olive oil, some rosemary, basil. Mm. You just put that in a bag, chicken. Oh boy. And it keeps things nice and moist. What it's making uh, you seriously, you'll be like your friends will be like, my God, this is the best chicken I've had. And it's like marinades. And you don't have to do anything. You literally put it in a bag. You put the stuff in the bag. You're done. You know, and then a day later or so, you throw it on the grill and you cook it. And it's probably one of the easiest ways to really level up your food prep in a very simple and easy way. So I, I think it's it's fantastic. That's my tip of the week for improving. Yeah, Jill did that with, uh, she does that with pulled pork. And then she'll use our Instapot to cook it. Nice. Oh, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. Loves the Instant Pot. All, All right. those flavors and juices get infused. I'm, oh, right? I'm getting hungry again. Tell <laughs> you, telling you, let's go on to our resources segment here, shall we? What is your resource of the week to help our dear listeners improve their health and fitness for the next seven days? Well, apparently you and I need food counseling because, oh, you know, <laughs> um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give something out there that I heard about it and I never used it before. And then once I started thinking about it, it was absolutely brilliant. And it is a website that is an amp, amp, app as well called Swimply, simply with a W. And you can rent people's pools the same way you would their abodes on Airbnb. We had a friend do that over the weekend and it was brilliant. It was awesome, which is where the water treading incident took place. Mm. But 
it was great. Everybody was in the pool having fun, got loads of exercise, and we got to break up some warm weather we were having by being, you know, in water. And and it was it was really cool. It was like three or four hours. I don't I don't know what the price was, but Swimply.com, folks, uh, put in your zip code and you'll find people who have pools to rent near you. So if you need to beat the heat somewhere, want to have some fun, don't have a pool, don't have a lake or body of water nearby. That's now you a do. great idea. I like that. Pools are kind of, yeah, yeah. I grew up with a pool when I was a kid. Uh, we had a pool in Vermont, which was the ultimate flex if you had a pool in Vermont, because it's only hot in Vermont for like two weeks out of the year. But <laughs> pools are like boats. You know, it's always better when it's someone else's. Yes. <laughs> and you don't own it and you don't have to take care of it and maintain it and all that sort of thing. And you enjoy it more when it's someone else's. And uh, that solves the problem. It's like, should we get a pool? How about we just use this Swimply and we'll use it few times a summer you get what you want and you don't have to go through the hassle of having a pool that's awesome yeah it was cool Great. i recommend it cool and my resource is very simple but it goes along with what i was talking about earlier when it comes to long slow distance which is use a jump rope uh, oh. go out get a jump rope uh and even if you go to a gym get a jump rope because Gym jump ropes always suck. They're always the wrong length and nobody ever likes doing them. And they're always the, not the type of thing people like to use. And I always tell people at the gym I work at, I'm like, get your own jump rope if you're, because they'd always be, oh, I don't like these ropes. You guys have sucky ropes. I'm like, every gym has crappy ropes. They always get beat up and stuff. I'm like, why don't you buy your own jump, jump rope? What do you think you can't afford the payments on it or something? Like they're cheap. You get to get them at the exact length and the weight you want and everything like that. But the reason why I'm recommending that is because there is still, even though we may not be slogging on a treadmill for 45 minutes or whatever, there still is benefit to just getting the heart rate up a little bit and just getting the blood flowing. It feels good and energizing and stuff. And you can do this a million ways without long, slow distance cardio. You can do circuit training and, and stuff. But the simplest and easiest way to do it is just incorporate some jumping rope or skipping rope in any workout, just pick it up, set a timer for a couple minutes or whatever, skip it away, you know, maybe watch a couple videos on YouTube for some technique uh, advice and how to make it interesting. So you're not just bored with it or anything, but that's all it literally takes is just a few minutes, jump rope and you warm up in between circuits or supersets, like you do pull-ups and then you do an ab roller and then you do jump rope and you make a little circuit out of it. It's the easiest way to incorporate some of that beneficial, quote, cardio without having to do long, slow distance style cardio. And it's fun, it's engaging, and anybody can do it. And it's beneficial no matter how good you are. People trip on jump ropes all the time and they're like, I'm not good at this. I'm like, doesn't matter. You're getting benefit from it no matter how you do it. So you, it, you can't lose with it. So pick yourself up a jump rope if you already have one keep it ready to go somewhere in your gym. So it's not like stuffed in a gym bag or in a drawer somewhere ready to go and enjoy. Oh my God. There was nothing cooler than seeing somebody who is skilled with a jump rope, put themselves through a workout. It's just their movement fluidity. And you would think just kind of hopping up and down or variations therein couldn't be interesting, but I find it fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is so cool. The agility and the speed and the coordination and the control and the strength and the this and the that. Oh, <laughs> somebody who could do the jump rope and then the crossover and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> can you can you do all that with a crossover and everything? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go like this. That's my cross. <laughs> 
Nice, dude. Not, yeah, I'm still drunk. Double dutch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it is a very helpful tool. So that's my resource of the week. All right, Al, let's wrap this sucker on up. Do you have any let's do it. words of wisdom? Yes, actually, if you are going to be a late night sporting event junkie for the next 15, 16 days, have at it. Don't beat yourself up for it. This type of thing only happens every four years. So if you're going to lose sleep, we know what sleep does. We lose it. But you know what? Again, if you can't watch it on delay the next day when you're fully rested, Stay up for another minute or two. Watch somebody win a gold medal and experience their thrill of a lifetime. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Enjoy yourself. Don't put off your life for the sake of your fitness. Right. Words of wisdom right there. Good job, Al. All right, folks. As always, uh, resources are in the show notes. Like, share, subscribe, all that sort of thing if you enjoy this sort of stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Till then, stay strong and lead by example.